0: Anyway, and uh, it wasn't pleasant, but uh, I do appreciate you carrying on without me. Our lesson for this morning is the one that I'd actually planned for last week, and maybe in a sense the theme of the lesson goes a little bit more with Thanksgiving than it does anything else, but I still think it's a good lesson, and since I was planning for it anyway, I decided to go ahead with the lesson that I planned. So the lesson for today is based on a story that we are familiar with. It's one that I know that I've heard since I was very young. And I'm sure that you've heard it just the same. Our lesson for this morning is on the thankful leper. As we look at Luke 17, which is where our text comes from, there are certain things that come to mind and some things that, that I wanted to share with you that may help us to remember the importance of being thankful. And a couple of weeks ago, we had done a lesson on what we should be thankful for every day. The things that that we have, the things that are important to us, and why we should be thankful every day. And of course, that idea of thanksgiving continues uh, into what we have for today as well. But just thinking... Of this idea of being thankful and why we should be thankful. Have you ever done something kind toward another individual only to be de- disappointed and they forget to say thank you? As a preschool teacher that's something that we try to teach our children is to express gratitude and, and to use good manners and to be thankful But you know sometimes even as adults we are faced with situations in which we have done something kind but maybe we don't receive the thank you that we feel that we deserve. Have you ever realized that maybe you yourself have forgotten to express your gratitude for something kind done toward you? Maybe in hindsight maybe you uh, walk away from something and And you realize, you know, I forgot to say thank you. And sometimes maybe we go back and try to rectify that. Maybe we try to fix it. Maybe we let it go. But something that we realize about saying thank you and hearing thank you is that everyone wants to be recognized for the good they have done. And no one wants to feel forgotten or left out. You know, Jesus, he did much good in his time on earth. And sometimes he was recognized for it and sometimes he was rejected or worse, ridiculed or mocked. As we look at our text for today, our lesson objectives are to, to learn from Jesus' example. And not only to learn from Jesus' example, but to realize the importance of expressed gratitude. Not just when it comes to us, but when it's time for us to give it back. The importance of expressed gratitude. And it may seem that as we look at this lesson that that we're kind of going around in circles and in some ways we... We will maybe, but I think there are some very important things to notice from our text. We're looking primarily at Luke 17, beginning with verse 11. If you would like to turn there and follow along, I would encourage you to do so. Luke 17, and beginning with verse 11. This is what we read. Now it happened, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria, and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to to them, Go, show show yourselves to the priests. And so it was, that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten quenched? And where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner?' And he said to him, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. As we look at our text, there are some things that we need to notice, some things that that we need to recognize before we move any further into the meat of, of the lesson. As we begin with verse 11, we understand that Jesus was passing through the midst of Samaria and Galilee, on his way to Jerusalem. And as he is on his way to Jerusalem, he encounters ten men. These men were not ordinary men in that they were leprous. There was something wrong, something that left them in need in many respects. They were lepers. Leprosy is not a very common disease, not at least in our region, in our area of living. Although it is found in the world today. But leprosy defined is this. A contagious disease that affects the skin, mucous membranes, and nerves. Causing discoloration and lumps on the skin and in severe cases disfigurement and deformities. Leprosy is now mainly confined to tropical Africa and Asia. As we look at this from a biblical sense we understand that leprosy was very common in that day and time and we find numerous individuals that suffered from leprosy uh, in different ways, and there were different ways of, of taking care of that disease. But it was a dreaded disease. It was a contagious disease, and it caused them to be exiled from their people. They had to be in uh, different places. They had They couldn't be around those who were well because they feared contracting this leprosy. So, as we look at this from a biblical standpoint, we see that lepers had been quarantined. These too, they were shunned from society. Leprosy would often linger, even for years, as a chronic disease, destroying parts of the body that were affected by it it was not a pleasant thing and it wasn't something that was gone in a brief moment of time and these 10 men they had this dreaded disease they stood afar off from Jesus notice that they didn't uh, approach him but they they called to him they lifted up their voices and said, "Jesus, master, have mercy on us." Ten men were lepers, and 10 men were cured and told by Jesus to show themselves to the priests. Priests were given authority over Di- diagnosis and what to do when someone had been cleansed, uh, a lot of the specifications as far as leprosy is concerned are found in Leviticus chapters 13 and 14. and We won't take the time today to look at those chapters, uh, but it may be something to jot down look at on your own. But they were given authority over this disease and uh, over how to handle it, how to be cleansed from it. Um, and what needed to take place if one was cleansed. They could not return to their places among their brethren without the permission of the priest. And so, Jesus told them to go their way and to show themselves to the priests. And that's exactly what they began to do. But as we look at Luke 17, we realize that only one of the ten returned to show appreciation. The one that is referred to here as a foreigner. Or a stranger. Suggests that the others were not strangers. That, that these other nine were Jews. And this one was a Samaritan. That's exactly what we read here. The one who returned was a Samaritan. Now as we look at these men who had been shunned from their society, who had been uh, put away from the people, we see different reactions to what Jesus did. There were ten men that were cleansed, ten whose leprosy had been taken away from them 10 men that had been told to show themselves to the priests. And so these 10 men went about doing that. But then we read of the differences in this story and what happens here with these men. We first of all turn our attention to the one because this is the main uh, portion of the story. This is what we really learn from. We learn more from the one than we do... From the other nine, we learn from this Samaritan. How often do we read in Scripture about a Samaritan? And even looking a little bit closer, how often do we learn something good from a Samaritan? Samaritans were not looked upon in high regard by the Jews. They were a mixed race of people. But as we look at Samaritans, we see some of the greatest lessons are learned from Samaritans rather than Jews. Let's first of all notice the dealings between Jews and Samaritans and how they felt about one another. We find out a great deal from John chapter 4 whenever Jesus speaks to a woman at the well who is a Samaritan. We read in John chapter 4 beginning with verse 7 a woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. As a matter of fact, from what I understand of tradition, Jews would would bypass Samaria, go a long way around to avoid those people. They had no dealings with Samaritans. They had no use for them. And even Jesus, as he is speaking to this woman, she is expressing that very thing. How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? She knew that Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. But as we look at Jesus, we learn of his compassion. Not just with the Samaritan who had leprosy, but in his other dealings with Samaritan people. Jesus was a very loving, a very compassionate individual toward all. And he cared just as much for the Samaritans as he did for the Jews, for any people for that matter We also learn another great lesson from a Samaritan from Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10 and beginning with verse 30. Jesus tells the story of a Samaritan, a priest, and a Levite. Luke 10 verse 30, Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down the road, and when he saw him he passed by on the other side. Likewise a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him he had compassion." So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. Uh, again we see this Samaritan teaching a very important lesson. That the blood that runs in the vein. The the color of a people pales in comparison to compassion, to love. And we are all charged to be like the Samaritan, the one who showed mercy. And as we look at our story for today, as we look at this one leper... We're reminded of our text. Going back to verse 12. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood far off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And verse 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned. And with a loud voice glorified God, And fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And we have that note. And he was a Samaritan. Some things that that I ponder about this story, about what happened. I wonder about the other lepers. This one had the opportunity to return to Jesus and to thank Him for what he had done. But how about the other lepers? Did they not have the same opportunity as the one who returned? Or were they too busy? What was it that caused them not to return with Him? In verses 17 and 18, Jesus even takes time to mention these other nine. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner, this stranger? Jesus brings out the fact. He takes the time to mention that the other nine did not return. How significant was this to Jesus? Obviously, it was of great importance or he wouldn't have mentioned them at all, would he? He would have thanked the leper for coming back and, and for thanking him for his gratitude. But he does take time to mention But there were others that did not return with him. And we have the commendation that is given in verse 19 Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. If these others were made well, what about their faith? The Samaritan. Despite all of these things that we wonder about the other nine, we see a great lesson in that he returned to thank Jesus. Jesus was very appreciative that this man had returned to thank him. He recognized that the other nine did not return. He recognized that the one did. That this one was a Samaritan. Of all people, to return to thank Jesus, it was a Samaritan. Let's look at the nine. And the lesson will be yours. As we look at the nine, we see that the nine also called out to Jesus. Not just the one leper. Not just the one Samaritan man. They called out in need of Jesus. They called out in need of His healing. A healing that they believed that He could accomplish. And He did. We go back to verses 12 and 13 of Luke 17. And as He entered a certain village, there met Him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off, And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. All ten were in need of Jesus' healing. And as we look at their situation, what hope did they have of being cleansed if Jesus had not healed them? Had He not been willing, for instance? Had He not been able... What hope did they have of being healed? Despite the fact that there was one who was a Samaritan, Jesus saw them all equally and he healed them equally. He did not show partiality to one over another, not even to the one who he knew would be thankful but He healed them equally. Verse 14, So when He saw them, He said to them, Go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was, that as they went, they were cleansed. When Jesus looked upon these ten men, He looked upon them with great compassion for their need. And it shows the love, the care, the tenderness of heart of Jesus. But as we look at these nine, we recognize that the majority is not always right. The majority is not always right. So often we may be tempted by peers. We may be tempted to go with the in crowd. But the majority does not make the best decisions always. In Luke 17, verses 17 and 18, So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner. This foreigner, this stranger, this Samaritan was in the minority. He was one-tenth of the whole. And again, Jesus asks about them. The fact that he asks about them brings attention to their lack of gratitude it brings attention to the fact that they did not return. When this one did return to thank Jesus, they did not. And Jesus could have ignored their failure to return. He could have focused completely on the the gratitude of the one leper. But He doesn't let the opportunity slip to mention them. And that is of great significance to us. Did Jesus not know what would happen in regard to these other nine? When he healed them, did he not know? I believe he did. And yet he chose to heal all of them equally. So what was different in regard to the nine as in regard to the one? What is different between the two? What what do we learn here? Verse 19. And he said to him, to the Samaritan, to the one who had returned to thank him, rise. Go your way. Your faith has made you well. The faith of the nine was evident verses 12 and 13. There met Him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They had faith in Jesus' ability. They believed in Jesus' ability to save them. Just as the Samaritans' faith healed them, or healed him, so did theirs. They believed they were made well the samaritan saw his healing as of such great significance as to return to thank this jewish prophet for healing him the nine however continued doing as they had been told showing themselves to the priests and moving on with their lives as far as we know as far as we are concerned And there is lack of, of, of evidence, I guess. There's lack of, of knowledge here in what happened beyond this one returning. Did any of them ever return to Jesus? Did ever, any of them ever come across Jesus and thank Him for what He had done? Or was there a lack of complete gratitude altogether? Did they notice the absence of the one who returned to thank Jesus? Did he say anything to them about what he was doing? Were they aware that he was going back to thank Jesus? But they had the same thing. And the same opportunity to show their gratitude is evident. They had the faith. And they had the opportunity just as the one Samaritan that came back had the opportunity to thank Jesus. So did they have that same opportunity. But the difference between the one and the nine is the attitude and gratitude one had the right attitude and was thankful and was ready and willing to go to Jesus to tell him that he was thankful. And Jesus recognized this as of great significance to him who had healed them. But the attitude and gratitude of the nine was truly lacking. wasn't it that they didn't have the faith It wasn't that they didn't have the opportunity. They simply lacked the will to go back to Jesus and to thank Him for what He had done. Now we return to the beginning of our lesson. Have you ever done something for someone who failed to express their gratitude? How did it make you feel in that moment when someone failed to express their gratitude? How about when we look at Jesus? Did he care? He cared a great deal for all ten of the lepers. He cared a great deal for the one that came back to thank him. But he also cared for the other nine as well. And the fact that they didn't return to thank him, he cared. Jesus, the Son of God, was affected by the ingratitude of the nine. And when we recognize all the things that God has blessed us with, we think God cares when we fail to express our gratitude for everything He has done. We have some good examples in Scripture of those that did express their gratitude. One of the ones that comes to mind is Paul. Paul was, was a very conscientious man, and that he made sure on multiple occasions to thank God for what he had done. To thank God for the people in his life, for instance. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, we have a good example of this. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, beginning with verse 2. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope, in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of our God and Father, knowing, beloved brethren, your election by God, for our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. Paul is thankful. He is thankful to the brethren for their continued faithfulness, and he expresses such gratitude in his letters. He also expresses his gratitude to God in the form of prayer, which is a way for us to be thankful, to express our thanksgivings to God. Giving credit to whom credit is due, be grateful and express such gratitude to one another. We should express our gratitude to God through the blessed avenue of prayer. A little bit later on in the same letter, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 16 through 18, Paul tells us, Rejoice always. Rejoice always. Always. Pray without ceasing. Continue in an attitude of prayer. It doesn't mean that we have to pray always, but we should always have that attitude and always be willing and ready to go to God. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Rejoice, pray, give thanks. That's the kind of attitude that this one Samaritan exhibited toward Jesus. It's the same attitude that we should exhibit toward God today. Are you a Christian? Have you obeyed the gospel? Do you need to come in obedience, repentance, Confession of faith, baptism for the remission of sins. We know those things are necessary. And if we can help you in that need, then we would be glad to do so. Maybe you need to come back. Maybe you need to ask for forgiveness or to ask for prayer on your behalf. Maybe you need to to repurpose your life in God's service. Whatever your need may be today, if you do stand in need of responding to the Lord's invitation publicly, we would be glad to help you in that need. As together we stand and as we sing.